In five, four, three, two. <laughs> hey, hi, hi, everybody. Um, he didn't say one, but I mean, that's I, I guess that's how you're supposed to do Why it. Why not? But you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a um, lot of that. <laughs> this, yeah, this is gonna be a very loose episode, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another CNR sidebar, and we've only done one other of these, so if you're confused. CNR sidebar is a way that that Eddie and I here on Cranked and Ranked can do episodes about whatever the fuck we want. It doesn't always have to be ranking a discography or albums of a year or whatever the fuck we're doing. Um, this this leaves us open for any kind of conversation about anything that we decide that we want to spend a long time talking about. And um, of course. It had to come around eventually to talking about Wayne's World because I think that out of all of the things that get mentioned on episodes of Cranked and Ranked, probably the number one thing is Metallica. They seem to come up all the fucking time. Yeah. But we've we've done plenty of episodes on Metallica. <laughs> but the other thing is Wayne's World. Constantly quotes and other things, which for those of you in the video side of things, uh, Eddie has his hat. Which is which is great because he he I don't have one of those hats I I had one back in the day and I have no idea what happened to it but I did I I brought all of my Wayne's World related paraphernalia whatever <laughs> <laughs> products nice um, so that's what this is going to be it's going to be just us uh, chatting for a while about well the first we're going to talk about both Wayne's World movies but. The, the first Wayne's World movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Probably, when it comes to that kind of comedy, it, to me, it's it's my favorite. It's, um, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's aged remarkably well for me because there are a lot of movies that were like really big for me when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, whatever. And now I watch them and I go... Ah, didn't age very well, or that. Oh, that's not uh, done as well as I thought it was done, or whatever. <laughs> but Wayne's World is not one of those movies. It is held up for me very well. But before we get before we get into that, because we'll talk all about that and every little peripheral thing we can fucking throw in. Um, but introductions as usual. Old head with me as always, Eddie Sparks. With you as always is Garth, <laughs> <laughs> which right, which I was I was telling Eddie that like now the way that we look on the video because he's got the Wayne's World hat on and I've got blonde hair, so now he's he's the Wayne to my Garth, which is fine because we really our our po- our podcast is kind of like Wayne's World if Garth was like forty years or twenty years older than uh, Wayne, but you know, <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, but before but before before we get into that, because we always do, you know, when one of us goes to a concert, we kind of do a, an update just for the hell. And, and I'm wearing my my carcass T-shirt. Nice. You see? It's because uh, I uh, this last Tuesday, I went to go see uh, Carcass and Obituary, and there was a headlining band called Amana Marth, and I didn't even stay for them because I'm just. Oof. There were dudes walking around with like fucking horn hats on and stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is going to get stupid. Um, but 
But I, that's not why I went. I went to see Carcass mostly, but also the fact that you know I got to see Obituary that was thrown in. That was a nice treat as well. Yeah. But <laughs> Sorry. it was a it, it was a it, it was a, a really cool show because like I'm I'm an older guy and I have a family and I have responsibilities and so usually like I love it when when you know I can get out to a show and get back by like my normal bedtime, which normally I'm laying down trying to sleep by 11 11's probably like the late uh, late night for me during the week mm. but it was it was one of those shows where i walked in the door it was supposed to start at 6 30 i walk in the door about 6 45 cattle decapitation is already playing to a really big crowd i was ha- i was happy for them i'm like because that first band out of four you think most of the time people are going to be late or stumbling in or waiting in the line for beer but yeah. no they had a very nice crowd they sounded awful um, not performance wise, but the mixing of them was so, I don't know. And the, and I don't know how, what the drummer has his snare tuned to, but it was the worst. It's, it's like, it's one of those snare sounds that like, I guess a lot of people would like, give a pass to, but I was just like, why does it sound like that? Why does it sound like you're hitting it with a dildo or something? I don't know. <laughs> it's very like, it was very, it was very, it was, very, it was, very, it was off putting anyway, but they were fine. But then. Like they literally, you know, I saw a tweet earlier in the day or a, a Facebook post or something from obituary saying uh, we, we'll be going on at 715. So literally like cow decapitation and I move my way as close up as I possibly can. 715 on the fucking dot obituary comes out and fucking plays and then they play. They sounded fucking amazing. And and John Tardy's vocals, he, dude, dude hasn't aged a bit vocal wise. Nice, sounds amazing. And they played, they you know they played. I was a little bummed out that they only played one song from Cause of Death, and that was Circle of the Tyrants, which is the cover for, of the Celtic Frost song. song. Wow. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and then they didn't play anything off of Slowly We Rot. They played once. They played one song off of. Uh, of a uh, incomplete and then they played don't care off of world demise. Everything else was like ran a couple songs from from inked in blood and then from the newer album. And then they played that brand new song as well. That was a lot of rambling anyway, but they played a tight, it had to have been maybe 30 minute, maybe 40 minute set, but they literally like, took their shit down and like the, it was like 50 people all go and like everything is just <laughs> immediately switched out to carcass wow and i think we waited like 15 minutes between bands and it's carcass like a, came on and it's like a formula one pit stop like you know was, when they see they the, take the wheels off like yeah we'll go yeah exactly and normally like even when you know the crew is really quick to switch out a band you still end up waiting like 30 minutes for a fucking band to go on but i think once everything was set up we waited like 10 minutes and then carcass came on and fucking blew me away as usual but like but they played a tight like maybe an hour and then they were out of there and then Uh. i went to go get a t-shirt and there was no line in the t-shirt line i bought a t-shirt i got in my uber i came home i was home before 10 wow <laughs> like that is a fucking score of a show right there man <laughs> i saw two bands i really wanted to see and it was it was stress-free nobody recognized me which is uh, <laughs> which is like i keep waiting for that day that somebody's gonna be like old head because there's you know there's a whole lot of metal dudes there well you were spoiled um, by the sacred reich show where you know phil wren pointed you out in the crowd 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking I, cool. th- there, there were a couple moments where, because I, I got pretty close for Carcass, and there were a couple moments where I, Bill Steer kind of like looked at me a couple times. Like, yeah. and it looked like he was looking right at me. I was like, well, he's the guy that, I think he's the guy that runs their social stuff, and he's reposted stuff I've done. So I was like, did, did Bill Steer recognize me? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. So I'm just going to say he did. So nice. um, anyway, great show. Um, so like a little update for that, because I rarely go to shows, which is weird because like, you know, like it's usually few and far between for shows. But then this next Saturday, I'm going to see King's X. So Sweet. If there's a there's a lot. There's a lot happening. It's only because the King's X show has been postponed three times from like two years ago. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so finally, it's happening anyway. Um, yeah, that was my that was my show update. Um Nice, but on to on to our shit, our amazing, <laughs> amazing chemistry. That oh, that is some, that is something you, you'll think. Uh, uh, there were two things that when we did the last episode of Old Bollocks, that um, Howard said that you'll like. Number one, he said that I do a show with a guy who sounds like he's from Bristol, way of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to watch that episode, but yeah, that makes complete sense. <laughs> um, but then, uh, but then he, but then he, he said, and this was a really sweet because because Howard is a guy that you know he can piss people off. He's not, he he he's never a guy that's going to like be super sweet about stuff, but occasionally he throws me some nice compliments. And he said that the vibe between you and I is so good it makes him a little jealous. And I'm like, well, that's that's, that's nice, sweet. Because we do. We have a fucking great vibe. Everybody we, says so. We need to get him on for a, for a three-way Cranked and Ranked 100% or a sidebar, okay. at least. we got to do something. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure we could do that. I can talk him into to talking about something. We'd have to find something that would be in his wheelhouse that we know he would just go off on. Um, so, uh, anyway. <laughs> Top five yeah, worst fucking things you've ever heard. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, only five? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, anyway, but on to, uh, back to the, the CNR sidebar, the, uh, the, the business at hand, talking about Wayne's World, just Wayne's World in general, because we'll talk about both movies, but um, Wayne's World itself. I'm gonna, I, if you need to cut me off at any point, please do, because I feel like I'm going to talk a lot. So <laughs> just just kind of say just kind of hold up a finger if you have something to interject and I'll stop because I because I feel sometimes I just go off, especially when I'm talking about things like this. But but Wayne's World was like a big thing for me before the movie came out because I was a really big Saturday Night Live fan. Yeah, so much so much so that Saturday night's. You know, around that time, when I was like 13 years old, um, Saturday nights would be split. Once it became 1030, you were going back and forth between Headbangers Ball and Saturday Night Live. And depending on the quality of either one or who the host was on either one, you would spend more time on one than on the other. But if there was like a Wayne's World sketch or really anything with Mike Myers, I was stopping there because I really liked Mike Myers. Yeah. And I remember that I have a, I have a vivid memory of um, being in typing class. We had, I had a typing class that was like first period, and I was in the I was in the eighth grade. And um, we had a thing at in school back then, and I don't know if they have it now even here, 
but it was called Channel One. And so you each of the classrooms up on like the high up on the wall, you had a TV. Wasn't even very big, maybe like a 10 inch, no, not 10 inch, maybe like a 32 inch or something on the wall. And in the morning before class started, there would be like school announcements or whatever. But then they would show this show that was like shown, I guess, across the country at schools called Channel One. And it was like a news show for kids, but not like not like kid news. They would literally talk about like the war in Iraq, but they would like present it in a way, I guess, that younger kids could like grasp what's going on and give them the important information. Yeah. But but dur- during the show, they would have like regular ass commercials like who wants Trident? I do. I do. Like that would come, you know, that would come out. But all but they had a I'm sitting in typing class and the commercial for Wayne's World comes on during typing class. Nice. I'm just like they made a fucking movie and I was just like <laughs> so like you know all of my friends I'm like we're we're seeing this fucking movie and so me and my one of my best friends at the time went that opening night Friday night to the theater because there was like, there's no way I'm going to fucking miss this movie. And of course, like 13 year old me, you know, because this came out in February of 1992. So I was almost 14, but not not there yet. But I saw the movie and it just blew me away. It was like the best movie I had ever seen in my life. And it felt like because it felt like it was made for me. Yeah. Like it was one of the first movies I remember seeing where I'm all like, I feel like they they kind of knew what I wanted and they put it in a movie. And I was so excited about it. I think it was the next weekend I brought my older brother to come see it. The next weekend I brought my mom to come see it. The weekend after that was my birthday weekend. And I, a whole bunch of my friends and I all came into the theater and went to go see it together. At that point, the movie had, for me had kind of become like Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I was like headbanging along with the guys and I was saying lines you know, yeah. and really fucking annoying people. <laughs> and, I, and I remember that I was so stoked about that movie. I smuggled in a tape, tape recorder just to record nice. the sound of the movie so I could watch it later <laughs> or, or listen to it later. And even then, I saw it two more times in the theater after that. Like it was, I was completely obsessed with the movie. And I, there was a day that me and, me and one of my good friends went to go see like an afternoon showing of Wayne's World. And at this point, he had also seen it many times. And he came in his Wayne's World hat and he looks kind of like Wayne. He has black <laughs> hair. It's a little bit long. And and then I came. I have blonde hair. And I'm wearing a Wayne's World shirt. And we walk up to the counter at the movie theater. And we're like, can you guess what movie we want to go see? And this dude just looked at us like, who are these fucking pricks? <laughs> <laughs> so we went to go see it again. And then once again, we're doing this whole thing where we're ruining the movie for everybody else because we're yelling stuff and cheering and <laughs> rocking out in our seats and stuff like that. But anyway, that's, that's how big of a deal this movie was for me. Like it, it, I, I was obsessed with it. And so that was, you know, 1992. Um, so clearly you saw it at least 20 years later, if not more. Uh, um, hmm. yeah, for, for me, first time I saw it, I was about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008 so 16 years later but um, that's fucking wild to think about in itself because the movie is now 30 years old yeah and I think 
like the when I saw it, that was like half its life ago, you know. It's, yeah. And it's, was it and was it a thing that you knew of already, or did you stumble upon the movie somehow? Well, I'd I'd already seen the Bill and Ted movies, and I loved them. Okay. Which, which the same way for me, because Bill and Ted, well, the first Bill and Ted, I guess the first two Bill and Ted's had already come out by the time Wayne's World came out. So, of course, I was ready for something like this. But, yeah, that's a good that's a good path to, to go on. Yeah. So so basically a friend of mine said, hey, have you seen Wayne's World? You'd fucking love it. And I was like, OK, cool. We, we sat down. We watched both movies back to back. Oh, and it nice. was and it was one of those holy shit this is my new favorite thing moments yeah you know and a couple like about a year later i would get into you know rock and metal and that and this was a good kind of guide for me and yeah part of the reason i ended up gravitating towards this kind of style and genre of of you know this era so much is because of wayne's world and you know and bill and ted wow but yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when Bill and Ted came out, I was younger. So that was 88, I think, when that movie came out. So I was 10. And I loved that movie. And I, I loved the second one even more when it came out. Because I think at that point, I had actually become a rock kid. Right. And so, yeah, that's why Wayne's World was so potent for me. Because I'm just like, this is a movie made for young rock kids. And it's like, that that it, it me, as the young people <laughs> say. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I literally I brought like all of my all of my shit. I don't know where to where to even begin. <laughs> well, I'm gonna start, I'm 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 gonna start at the most important part. Um, a, a v, VHS of Wayne's World I have with me. Now, I this also is have one of those. This is special though because if you look at the back of it for the video watchers, no way. Instead of a, instead of a barcode, it has a McDonald's logo because. For a little while in 1992, McDonald's was selling select movies. I think they only did like maybe three or four movies that you could buy at McDonald's. And this is a so this is a a McDonald's VHS of Wayne's World. I can't begin to express to you how much I love that. Like that's (laughs) so that's so aesthetically pleasing to me. I can't even begin to put it into words. And and that and that that's. Because McDonald's was also a really big part of me growing up, not because I necessarily loved the food there, because I wasn't like a kid that always wanted to go to McDonald's, but it just so happened that there was a McDonald's, there was a McDonald's walking distance from my house. So the number of times that we just, on the way to the mall or on the way to see a movie, we would stop by McDonald's and get a soda or an ice cream cone, or if they were promoting a movie, it'd be like, Ooh, we're going to get the the new Batman Returns cups. Maybe we'll get Batman this time. Ah, shit, it's Catwoman again. And that was <laughs> that was my life there. So yeah, so McDonald's having this ha- having the Wayne's World movie is just uh pretty pretty amazing. And that was that that just added to me, you know, getting the getting the and I watched I watched some of this last night on VHS and I hadn't watched the VHS version in such a long time and I you forget that oh, movies were all cut down to be a square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's no letterbox, there's no widescreen. It's a, it's they literally like do a version of the movie where they cut the sides off and you're just seeing the the middle square of the movie. 
And there's something so nostalgically pleasing about that for this particular movie. Yeah. Now, if you try to like be like, oh, let's go watch Terminator 2 on, I'd be like, no, no, no. I want to watch, I want the whole fucking picture for yeah. Terminator 2. But for some reason with Wayne's World, I was just, that's why, that's why I thought of it. Cause you got that cool <laughs> Terminator 2 shirt. Also from 1992, correct? 91. Is that also? 91. Oh shit. But um, there is a Terminator 2 reference in Wayne's World. So it you, all, it all comes together. You're, you're correct. Have you seen this boy? Ah! <laughs> that got that got such a fucking major reaction in the theater every time because everybody saw Terminator 2. So as, as soon as that you saw that dude's face, you're like, holy shit, it's a T-1000. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was there was something just so great. It almost it almost makes me feel like I don't know if I ever want to watch Wayne's World full screen or f- widescreen ever again. I feel like I, anytime I want to watch it, I'm just <laughs> gonna put on the VHS because it felt so right. You know, and, and an interesting thing we can dig into this movie now. Um, this is not skipping too far into the movie, but I literally heard something in the movie I had never heard before last night when I watched it. And it's maybe because I wasn't paying attention or the mixing on the VHS is different, so it stood out. But the scene where Wayne first talks to Cassandra, yeah, it's it's Loud Love by yeah. Soundgarden playing. I, and I never, I never heard that before. I don't know why. You know what's funny? I knew that was the exact thing you were going to say. <laughs> because I had that exact same experience one time. Well, like, yeah. well, well, mine came from, you know, because I'm a complete nerd for this type of stuff. I, you know, I bought the Wayne's World soundtrack on CD and I was surprised yeah. that everything about you by Ugly Kid Joe isn't on it because it was a huge no. song in 1992. And yeah. it's in the movie and it's in a pretty memorable part, the scene where they go into Stan Makita's Donuts for the first time. Yeah. But um, I had a look and Loud Love is only on certain versions apparently. Well, I, I have I have the vinyl of hmm. the Wayne's World soundtrack, one of the many things that I that I brought with me today, and it's not on here. And originally back in the day when I bought the CD version of this, it also wasn't on there. Loud Love or or Everything About You. Um these these are these this is a cool repressing because it's because one of the records is blue. Nice. And nice. one of them is pink. Is pink. Again, a Another aesthetically pleasing choice. Exactly. Yes. That I, it's a great it's a great soundtrack. That is one thing that was interesting about the music on Wayne's World is that I was already a pretty big Queen fan, and I remember some of my friends, at least one in particular, would always complain that they thought that Bohemian Rhapsody was a really awful song. And then once that movie came out, yeah, everybody's fucking mind changed. <laughs> and all of a sudden that uh, that song is on the fucking radio. Like so much so that like, you know, you'd be driving around at night and I think around seven o'clock, the, the alternative rock station would play like the top 10 songs in the country. And, and I, I'm pretty sure for a little bit there, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody was number one, like yeah. above Nirvana and all this other shit. And that's, uh, that's pretty amazing right there. Um, I don't know if it's on your VHS, but the VHS I've got starts with the music video for Bohemian Rhapsody with no. clips of the movie interspliced in with it. I just yeah, that- I've seen I've seen that version of the video. They played that on MTV for a little while. Yeah, no the the beginning of this has 
a trailer for a movie that I don't even remember called 1492. <laughs> apparently, apparently about George Washington, not George Washington, uh, Christopher Columbus. But it's but it says it's directed by Ridley Scott. I'm all like, oh, was this like a really good movie? And I don't even remember it. <laughs> and then and then the second thing on there is so funny because it's all of a sudden you see Arsenio Hall and he's all like AIDS is an epidemic. And it pans back and it's him and Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson's like, anybody can get AIDS, but clearly Magic Johnson. Um, and then it's and then it, it basically them saying, you know, AIDS awareness. You need to know how you can get it and more importantly, how you can avoid it. So purchase this VHS all about AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, who the hell's gonna go get a VHS about AIDS? Like I mean, maybe it was intended to be for, you know. Maybe they thought that teachers were going to be showing this in school, like on those days where the teacher can't be bothered to to teach yeah. and they play a movie, and then they, they might get a copy of the AIDS video for school. I have no idea. Either way, I was just happy to see Arsenio Hall, so I'm just like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" <laughs> and um, but that's it. There's no other. There's no other extras unless there's something after the movie ends that I don't remember seeing. But it doesn't say that there's anything special. On this version, it's just McDonald's, you know. Fair. The uh, Ronald McDonald. So let, let's let's have a look at the track listing for the soundtrack a moment. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have, you know, starting it off, obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody. Why, yeah. God? <laughs> think, yeah, the back cover is great. <laughs> Bohemian uh, Rhapsody, yeah. Yeah. Hot and Bothered by Cinderella. and Great song. Great fucking song. In actual fact, I'm going to go ahead and say that is my favorite Cinderella song. It's up um, there for me. It's yeah. really good. And, like, I feel like that is one of few songs where I genuinely remember the bass line more than I do the actual guitar riff because yeah. in, in the movie like the guitars are like scooped out in the background but you can hear the bass really loud so you yeah. get that boom 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 doom, 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 doom. and I remember when I heard the song the first time I was like when is this in the movie and I had to kind yeah. of listen for a little bit and then I was like Oh, this is the one in the nightclub where Stacy and the guy that looks like a glammed out James Hetfield falls through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drink. Yeah, he had so to get a drink, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, sorry, we had some dead air there. Um, That's all right. Then, then we get a, another one that I had to really listen for because it's, again, it's mixed kind of funny in the background in the movie, but Rock Candy by Bullet Boys. Originally Which, by Montrose. Yeah, yeah, that's because that's because I remember like very recently I hadn't heard this version of this song in a while. Yeah, and when it started, I went, "This is somebody else's song, right?" And I had to look it up, and I was like, "Yeah, it's it's Montrose." I remember the f oh, God, man. I remember the first time like I properly heard this version of the song, mm -hmm. and when I lived at my old house, like I won't I won't say where said old house is, but it was like an ex uh, RAF military town that uh a lot of americans lived in during uh -huh. some some point in the past uh you know we built it for the yanks we did but it had like <laughs> a it had a very american suburb kind of vibe so when i lived there it was like genuinely hopping in the mirthmobile 
and driving around Aurora, Illinois. So it's nice. like I would, I would, I was a fucking menace because I would crank that shit all windows down, mm-hmm. like <laughs> coming back from work, and they were like, yeah. "Oh, he's home." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Dreamweaver, which you know, a re-recorded version of the Gary Wright song. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, I, I, it says here. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I've ever even heard the original then, because I think this is ver- this version's the only one I've ever heard. It's the original to me. Uh, yeah, uh, "Sick of Mechanico" by Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you're going to talk about a song making me upset about a band, it's when I hear that song and I go, "Oh, why can't they do things like this anymore?" Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, this is like the Red Hot Chili Peppers that I love, where you're just like, what the fuck is this song? Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what you should be saying. And, like, it, it has a, it has, like, a weirdly thrashy chorus. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I could hear Forbidden playing shit like that. It's like a proper kind of, like, skank yeah. beat thing going on. Um, of course, we get uh, Time Machine by Black yeah. Sabbath. With a, yeah, a with, new, with newly Dio. reunited Dio lineup, um, yeah. and it's it's a slightly different version that, than the one that appears on Dehumanizer. Uh, this didn't, is, didn't we talk about this on the ranking? I think I like this one better than the one on the album. I do too. I think this one's a little more driving. I think it's got slightly better lyrics. Um, mm. You get the Wayne's World theme about halfway through, um, which is mm-hmm. seems funny to put it here because. I would have thought the end credits song they'd stick at the end, but uh, yeah. I, I've always thought that for the most part, sequencing of soundtracks is so weird to me because hmm. I've always thought that if you're a really big fan of a movie and you buy the soundtrack, why not put the songs in the order so it feels cinematic in the way that they're playing out? Yeah. But so many soundtracks put weird songs in weird places. I'm like, why would you? Why would you do that? But well, somebody, somebody somewhere smarter than me is the one planning those things out. I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's a pull a pull a name out of a hat kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what else we got? Um, Ballroom Blitz. Ah, now here's the thing, and I'm going to say this now. I okay. feel cheated that Tia Carrere's cover of Private Life's Touch Me never got officially released because that's my favorite song crucial taunt do in the movie like yeah won't you touch me yeah and man she's a she's a killer singer isn't she yeah yeah like Like that and she she had a and has a music career hmm. like you know she does music so it's like but that was a thing that always felt like an added bonus in the movie because you there were so many movies where you had like a singer or somebody, and it was always them miming to somebody else's voice. Yeah. And this, in, in this particular, you know, case, it was her miming to her own voice. She had recorded the fucking songs herself. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. But yeah, t- cycling back to uh, Ballroom Blitz, it's a cover yeah. of the Sweet uh, or Sweet. The or, Sweet. Yeah. Well, well, the other well, night, the other night, I saw the video for the Crocus version of Ballroom Blitz. Uh, so, and I'm all like, how many fucking bands covered this song? <laughs> It's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have the iconic Foxy Lady from the Foxy Lady yeah. hip thrusting scene. Um, from fucking Hendrix, the man. Yeah. man you just, Why don't you just yeah. go talk to her? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've I've never tried that approach, but it feels like a tried and true method. Um, I, I think these days the pelvic thrust uh, sort of thing that could probably get you in trouble these days. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that you don't walk up to a woman, you know, doing pelvic thrusts. Um, you don't you maybe walk up to a woman <laughs> doing pelvic thrusts. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of caution when it comes to that. And I'm gonna plead the fifth. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, then, then we get Feed My Frankenstein. I'm gonna say it. Favorite Alice Cooper song. I fucking oh, love wow. this song. Like, it's it's a great it's a great song. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's a good one. I just feel like everything down to the riff, the weird little kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on in the solo. I just thought it was always a really cool quirky great for halloween kind of song um ride with yourself by rhino bucket which appears very shortly (laughs) in the movie yeah well fun fact about that band i can't remember the guy's name but the guy that currently is the is the engineer that works with metallica and he did hardwired to self-destruct he was in rhino bucket if i remember um, right greg fiddleman no oh oh, no. no no he's the producer isn't he no, uh, yeah, um, like I can't, I don't, I can't right, think of his name right off hand. But whoever produced or engineered uh, Hardwired to Self Destruct, he's a guy. He's a guy that you see his name on all the Metallica stuff now. Whenever there's the Vinyl Club stuff, he's the guy that's mixed it. Um, but I don't know <laughs> that guy. <laughs> um, okay, next up we got uh, Loving Your Loving. By Eric Worst Clapton. song on the whole fucking soundtrack. Fuck Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it, Eric. It, it's so great because I've spent so much of my life not liking Eric Clapton, and then over the recent like couple years where he's just you know been outed as like an awful person, I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> when I think somebody sucks, it's going to come around, and, and everyone's going to agree. Anyway, well. You know, I, I pray you never say that to me because you see, you seem to be like you've got a big red button on people's careers. <laughs> well, no, he's still doing perfectly fine. He has plenty of fans and plenty of people who disagree with me and and are able to separate the art from the artist. In his particular case, I always hated his art anyway. So. Damn. Oof. And, and 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 cream is only okay. All right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, bringing us bringing us back to uh, to to Tia Carrere for the ending here. Yes, uh, we've got "Why You Want to Break My Heart," uh, originally recorded by Dwight Twilly Twilly. Okay, best known for the top twenty hit singles "I'm on Fire" and "Girls." I they okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, while while we're on that note, another another. Wayne's World related goodie that I have. Okay. Is uh nice. this right here. Tia Carrere Ballroom Blitz 12 inch single. And it also has on, on side B, it's got Rock Candy by the Bullet Boys and Why You Wanna Break My Heart by nice. Tia Carrere. And it's like uh yeah, so it's almost like her her little single. This was a European thing. Like there's no US, US version of this that I could find. So I'm assuming that. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next thing I have to talk about, which is the last piece of vinyl I brought, because it's going to it's it's kind of related to this, because I feel like the movie was massive in in 
in Europe, especially in Germany. Hmm. And that's because I have this. Wow. Which, if you look at it, it says it says excellent dance mixes by Wayne and Garth of Wayne's <laughs> World. So this is a fucking weird 12 inch because it's presented like side A says Wayne and Garth, the Wayne's World theme remix by Black Print. So when you when you hear like the name of a song and you see remix, you would imagine that there are elements of that song in this song. There are not. It is literally a generic dance song, not even in the same key as the Wayne's World theme. A completely unrelated musical piece. <laughs> and there are German people pretending to be Wayne and Garth. So it literally in between, in the... <laughs> there's a guy that goes, All right, it's time for Wayne's World. <laughs> and... And then you and you and you hear like things in German, and you're like, well, "What are they saying?" And I was like, "I was like, is this from the German dubbed version of Wayne's World? Where because you, you, even the parts where they go extreme close up, it's a German dude doing a thing, you know? <laughs> dude, and it makes this, it makes no sense. This literally sounds like now. Here's my uh, here. Here I am chiming in with my generation's contribution here. Um, <laughs> So um, there is a radio station in GTA San Andreas called SFUR, uh -huh. which stands for San Fierro Underground Radio. And it uh -huh. is, it, you know, it's a late 80s, early 90s house music thing, you know, with like the Frankie Knuckles stuff, the Chicago house stuff. It's all, it's all over it, right? It's yeah. massive, massive songs of its day in its genre. Um, it's literally hosted by this like funny german guy and that just it just sounds like you just described the prototype for this entire that entire thing maybe that so. could be a secret link we have uncovered between well, it i don't know who black print is and i wasn't able to find any information on this but <laughs> so it's got it's got that and then it's got the actual wayne's world theme just so it can tell you right away look this this bullshit it's not even a remix and it's not even a good dance song. It's, it almost seems like it's a leftover that somebody in the studio had. Side, side B, another remix of that first song with the same, okay, time for the veins, you know, kind of things going on. This and is then bizarre. The, <laughs> and then the very last song is just by Black Print, and it's called Party On. Is it related at all to Wayne's World? No. It's another generic dance song <laughs> from the from the 90s with just, a, and it's like, it's, it's time for Wayne's World. <laughs> That's literally there's, there's they, they keep playing those those clips and then they have like you know they have like two guys going Wayne's World party time excellent and they're two voices but they're not Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and so so th there, there's two there's you know two things pop in my head I go okay well maybe they couldn't get the rights to the sounds and so in the studio they just recreated some stuff or what my my thoughts are and I like this better. The movie was so massive in Germany, but the massive version was the German dubbed version. And so they just took German dubbed versions of lines from the movie and put it into this completely unrelated dance song. And um, it's it when I when I got this, I expected it to be kind of lame, but it went lame in a way that went right back around to being awesome. 
<laughs> so, so I'm just like, because I knew I had no idea what it was. I just saw it on Discogs and I said, "This is weird. I'm going to order this," and it and it delivered. It was the best. I didn't spend a lot on it. The shipping cost more than the goddamn record did. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I I am truly speechless. I have like <laughs> like it, I'm not surprised it exists. I'm just I'm um. Maybe I am, but I am enamored by that. <laughs> if, some, if somebody out there knows, like, who is Black Print, and have if you have any information, because I Googled it, and I couldn't find any actual details on what the song is. And so, and they didn't release a Wayne's World dance mix in the U.S., so that yeah. movie must have been massive over there, which is great. You know, I mean, whatever. It's more money for the people that made it. I mean, the movie was very successful. I guess at that point, is that the most successful Saturday Night Live related movie ever? I think because I know that that I think before that, the only other Saturday Night Live related movie that had ever come out was the Blues Brothers, which was like ten years prior to that. Yeah, and that was successful. But then it's like Wayne's World came out. That was also successful. And they're like, hey, let's do all these other ones. And then there was a whole bunch of disasters after that for, <laughs> for Saturday Night Live. Well, here's the thing I wanted to, to mention as well about the soundtracks is that there is such a massive seismic shift stylistically between this one and Wayne's World 2. Well, let's, because, hold, let's hold off on two, though. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, let's... Let's 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 divide. You know, just just for the sake of having some sort of uh, organization to our show, um, we we stick on top. We'll, we'll get to Wayne's World too and talk all about that one, because most of the shit that I have is all related to the first Wayne's World. Okay, cool. And, yeah, and that but that's how that's that's a testament to how massive the the movie was. I mean, like like I have this book, wow. Wayne's World Extreme Close Up. Which is like a almost like a coffee table, like just little joke things in there. Like this is like top ten terms used in hockey that sound dirty. <laughs> um, number ten on top of the crease. Number nine spearing. <laughs> number eight high sticking. Number seven penalty box. Number six power play. Number five dump and chase. Number four. <laughs> Wrap around goal. <laughs> Number three, slipped it between the pads. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, putting your hands on a girl's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, puck. <laughs> but it's all stuff like that. It's all just like, and then a page that just says not on you, it, you know. You've just triggered a memory, and I need to go, I need to go grab it a second. You, you keep them entertained with the coffee book a minute, and I, I will get oh, this okay, yeah. so they, piece so of they, memorabilia. So, yeah, soon after the movie got really big, they just quickly put out a, uh, a, um, this is actually pretty good, the page that I just found here, because this is Wayne's World top ten albums. This is perfect for Cranked and Ranked. So well, Eddie's already coming back with what he's got, but I'm gonna I'm gonna clue him in on what I found. So it's, he's got he's got to put his headphones back on. He's having a little bit of technical difficulty. There we go. I f I found something very appropriate for our show. Yes. Um, Wayne, Wayne's World top ten albums. Ah. Very appropriate. So here are the Wayne's World top ten albums. Here sorry, are one, one second. One second. Sorry. Uh, the, the hat. But, 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 but. He's, the hat's he's adjusting doing some bed his hat. shitting. 
the hat is very important, so we have to make sure it stays in place. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so top 10 albums according to the Wayne's World book. Number 10, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. I mean, Meatloaf is in the movie. He's yep. the he's the 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 door guy that that says Jolly Green Giants and shitty Beatles. <laughs> shitty shitty Beatles, Beatles are they any good? They suck. Then it's not just a clever name. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, number nine, Sweet Desolation Boulevard. Cool. Which I guess that's what uh, has Ballroom Blitz on it. Number eight, Alice Cooper. Hey, stupid. New number album seven, at the time. Number seven, Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic. Obviously, there was already a relationship with Aerosmith because Aerosmith was on the actual Wayne's World skit sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live. Actually, I have a 12-inch single for the song The Other Side by Aerosmith. And on the B side, they actually have the recorded version of Aerosmith and them doing the Wayne's World theme together. No it's way. on the B side of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. Um, number six, you th- you can tell that this is Mike Myers' sense of humor. Number six, Nana Muscuri, Love Songs Greek Style, The Best of Nana Muscuri. Nana <laughs> Muscuri is the Greek chanteuse who has sold millions of records in Europe. I included her as a, as a sorbet to clear the palate. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Top five albums according to Wayne's World. Number five, Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. Number four, Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti. Number three, Led Zeppelin, the one with an old man carrying a bundle of sticks on his back. <laughs> Number two, the Led Zeppelin box set. <laughs> Number one, Aerosmith Pump. So nice. Um, Anyway, that's that's all in this. I'm sure if you go to eBay, ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm pretty sure you can score yourself a copy of this particular book for probably $5. And um, funny you should mention that because the very thing I went to go get uh is a little pamphlet. Oh, it's it's an ad for it. It's a little pamphlet that came in the uh, Wayne's World box. Um, And like there's a a few things in here. Uh, I feel like this is like a condensed version of um, yeah, you know it's it's got a few things in here. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little teaser. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I think there's one here. The top ten coolest Star Treks. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, the one where Spock hijacks the Enterprise and takes it to Talos Four to save his old captain. Number nine. Okay. The one where Bones surgically alters Kirk to be a Vulcan so he can steal the Klingon's cloaking device. Eight. The one where they go back in time to Chicago and dress up as gangsters. <laughs> the one where the seven. The one where the guy who played the Riddler on Batman is the half black, half white faced alien. Clearly a metaphor for the racial conflicts of its day. Kudos to the late Gene Roddenberry for tackling this issue. <laughs> Six. The one where Kirk asks the computer an illogical question that causes the computer to explode. Author's note, I think they did that in a whole bunch of episodes. Kirk asks the computer to define love and then kaboom. Uh, Five, the one where the whole crew is on the recreation planet and whatever they think about appears. So this Irish guy appears and knocks the crap out of Kirk and keeps saying, fight me, Jimmy, fight me. Author's (laughs) note, Garth and I said, fight me, Jimmy, to each other for an entire year. Uh, (laughs) Four, the Ricardo Montalban one they made into a movie. Uh, the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Three, the one where Spock's evil twin has a beard and kills people. 
(laughs) (laughs) to the one where Kirk is transferred into a woman's body. If I were a woman for a day, I would have done a lot of different things than Kirk did. Just thinking about it, I feel kind of funny, like when you climb a rope in gym class. And number one, the one where they go back in time to Depression-era New York City and Kirk has to let Joan Collins die, even though he's in love with her so history won't be changed, and Spock has to wear a stupid wool cap like a gimp so they can't see his ears. Um, There's there's a poetry section. The the top ten albums is in here. Yeah, there's all sorts of little things in that book, but it is one of those things that you could blow through reading it in a, in a, an hour or less, you know, but it's when it came out, it was like, a you know, I was like, just give me all the Wayne's World shit you can give me. And they they can they cashed in on that shit, too. Like this. I got this VHS right here, which is like a best of Saturday Night Live, but it literally just says featuring Wayne's World. Like they and it has like, I think, a couple Wayne's World sketches on it. Nice. You know, but uh, I think it's the the Madonna one is on there, and there's a, there's another one too somewhere on there. I'm probably a couple, but like that was the thing. Like all of a sudden, like oh, we can like you know, there's such a there's such a buzz for Wayne's World stuff that whatever it is, throw some Wayne's World on it. I have I, this is my last like little little fun thing. Hey. The, the Wayne's World not dice game. I have never played this. Um, I just got it because I was like wanting to get all the Wayne's World shit I can get. There's even there's also a board game that has like a VHS that comes with it, but I can't ever find a version of that that's like complete and affordable. But um, I just remember reading the, the the instructions for this one day, and it made my head hurt. And I was like, okay, I'm, not gonna... <laughs> I'm I'm weird with games. If the game has too many instructions and I've never played it before, I'm just like, I can't I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right next to the top ten albums, real quick. It's got the the top ten party killing songs. <laughs> nice. This should be good. This so, is, join us for this episode where we just read out of the Wayne's World book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, MacArthur Park by Richard Harris, uh, Free Bird by Leonard Skinner, <laughs> yeah. um, Eight Hotel California. No, really, it's a great party. I'm just going for a walk. Um, <laughs> more than words <laughs> chick song by the inappropriately named extreme <laughs> six color my world nice flute solo not uh five loving you by Minnie ripperton uh four billy don't be a hero by paper lace three from a distance by bet midler <laughs> Two, anything by Toto. (laughs) (laughs) That's unfair. That is unfair as a a big Toto fan, but I did find it funny. And uh, number one is, number one is any disco tune. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, the 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 other thing, the other thing that came with it real quick was like a, it's like a thing for the ultimate silver screen collection, which seems to be a you know little pamphlet um oh i always find like coupon stuff that's like wildly yeah. out of date really cool yeah, right. <laughs> yeah right. try to send that in now <laughs> yeah where, where is it uh you have any of these laying around in the store in a storage room somewhere <laughs> <laughs> wow look at that it's got the little gift collection oh well you put little tokens on it i forgot i even had this this is um this is an amazing moment for for Eddie Sparks, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I love shit like that. I, I'm I live I live for it. Yeah, but, and that, the, but that that like so much of that humor, like you know, now that we're 
now that we're in the future where we've we've lived through, you know, two Wayne's Worlds, three Austin Powers movies and things like that. You kind of go back and read shit like that. And you're like, there's a lot of Mike Myers humor like yeah. all over that. Totally. Um, which I like. Like I even I like even even like the movies that people hate by him. The the, the love guru. I thought it was pretty fun. There was a thing that Mike Myers came up with recently that I had a blast watching and people hated. And it was called mm. The Pentaverate. It was on Netflix. And it yeah. was just like six episodes of this fucking wacky show that's just silly beyond reason. Like there's no reason. Like it's one of those shows where like nobody asked for this. But Mike <laughs> Myers is like, yep, here it is. And I just loved that he just doesn't give a shit. He's not trying to like make anything hip. He just is like, look. I'm Mike Myers. Here's my sense of humor. Would you like some of this? And I say, yes, I would like some of that. Um, if you guys haven't watched it, go check out the Pentaveret. But just just, just don't expect it to, like, blow your mind. It's just it's literally just silly ass shit for six episodes. And it's got Mike Myers playing a whole bunch of different characters and, you know, all the things that you, you love. But, um, I mean, the whole Wayne's World thing was, like, from his... It was his creation. He did it like in Canada. He was on. I think he did was he did. I'm like I don't know if he was in an improv group. Was he part of the Second City? I don't remember if he was or not. But you know, he, so he brought it to Saturday Night Live. You know, when he started getting traction in, in Saturday Night Live, and then then it fucking became a movie, and then you know, and then it becomes one of our favorite movies and here we are fucking talking about it still it's like <laughs> 30 years later but uh yeah that movie is just like i said it i said it before it's aged remarkably well where i still even laugh at jokes that maybe i didn't laugh at as much when i was younger and now i laugh at those jokes or j- yeah. even just like the performances just little things here and there the way that people, because there's, it's such an amazing cast in that movie of people. You've got I me mean, like, like Rob Lowe in that movie is perfect for yeah. that role. He's so, and, and that was like post Rob Lowe having the very first like sex uh, controversy of anybody. I think, I think that yeah. was the first big like Hollywood sex scandal, which I don't, now that I'm thinking about him, I'm like, what didn't he, wasn't he, he filmed himself having sex with, were they underage girls? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, should he, yeah. should he be canceled? I don't know if they were, if they were necessarily underage. I just think that they didn't know they were being filmed or some shit like that. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But he, he's, he's redeemed himself. I mean, I don't know. I've, you, I, you got to forgive people. You know, if people yeah. become better people, then you, uh, you have to allow them to do that. Don't keep bringing up horrible things they did to, to a degree. Yeah, because you know, like if Hitler had survived and become a better person, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, quit bringing up the bad things he did in the past. Yeah. You know, that's that's a that is a different story. Rob Lowe just had some sex. You know, come on. Yeah, it, it is one of those things. I, I'm I'm just gonna say it now. I feel like outright canceling someone, like completely. You know, yeah. I feel like I feel like that also doesn't um, promote growth. I think that just promotes witch hunts. You know, yeah, I feel like I, I, sometimes it can be warranted to be like, okay, this person's platform is causing direct harm to society. We we should maybe look into that. But uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think the way that it gets ruined, and this is what this is the struggle that I have every day. 
being what some people would negatively ref- you know call a, a liberal, but that's what I am. But I'm not on the far left. And so in some ways I am, but in yeah. some ways I'm not. And so I think the the way that it's being that whole thing is being it's a good thing. The idea of there being consequences for shitty things you do. I'm all about that because it's yeah. because we have it's important to have freedom of speech. Especially, you know, in America, it's a big deal. Freedom of speech. And I agree with that. But there shouldn't be freedom from consequences if you act like an asshole or you do something awful to somebody or say something awful, you know, there should be consequences. But the problem is, is that people don't know how to assign degrees of, of, of punishment yeah. to particular things. So it's like one guy, you know, says a derogatory thing about a gay person 10 years ago, and they're getting the same treatment that a dude that raped four people two months ago and it's like you know either way it's like no you just cancel them completely and i'm like no no there has to be a degree here there are some things that you need to let people grow from and there are other things that you're like look you did such an awful thing you're lucky that you're just gonna go on with your life so just fade into the to the darkness or whatever but um anyway isn't it great that we're all better people Fishing. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that was fun. That was a uh, little serious conversation in the yeah. middle of the Wayne's World <laughs> thing. Which, which they did that in the movies. They would have those moments where they got serious in in stuff. And uh, <laughs> you'll laugh, you'll hurl, you'll discuss the morality of man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that'll be the tagline for this for this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that the 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 movie itself like is is just like it's 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 really I don't I would I would like somebody who is brand new to the movie who is younger to watch it and let me know because I still have like a nostalgic feeling when I watch it, but it does feel like it's still very well made, very well performed, very very well written. Everything about it, the pacing of it is insane. Like it just moves yeah. along and it's just got f- jokes that still fucking hit today, man. Yeah. Um, just like, just, you know, imagine being magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi. Hi. I'm in <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's just great, like, great little jokes. Yeah, and like when you really do look at this cast, I mean it's it's pretty wild. I mean Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, uh, uh-huh. Tia Carrera, uh, Rob Lowe, Lara Flynn Boyle as uh-huh. Stacy, um, Brian Doyle Murray as Noah Vanderhoff, uh, which is Bri- Brian Doyle Murray is Bill Murray's brother. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Colleen Camp as Mimi Vanderhoff, Kurt Fuller uh, as Russell Finley. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Farley is in both movies. Now, I have a question. Sure. Is it implied that Chris Farley, as he appears in Wayne's World 2, is the same guy as the security guard from the first film? And, like, they even make a joke, like, he's gotten a lot better, don't you think? Or something like that. Like, as in he's become a rocker or something. Because he plays a guy called Milton, doesn't he? I don't. I don't. Rem- yeah. Now that you're mentioning it, I don't. I don't feel like there was a connection, but 
Yeah. And if there it, if there was supposed to be, don't you think they would have made it more obvious? Like it would have been like, oh, he, he this, weren't you a security guard at one point? Or oh, I mean, I guess he was a security guard and then he was doing security. Maybe he is related. Fuck, I don't yeah. know. Well, you know, f- for a security guard, he had an awful lot of information, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite small uh, role in that movie, and I hate that I always forget his name, but he's one of the buddies, you know, that's in the car when they're doing... Um, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, but he was the bully in Encino Man. Encino Man, and his in between those two movies, his comedic delivery, he is he's so good. Like he's yeah. still an actor today, but he's a guy that I think if you go look at his IMDb, he's just been randomly on TV shows and stuff. And I'm just like, like the, the especially his character in Encino Man. I'm like, that's just so funny and well done. And then. The little bits that he has in Wayne's World, it makes me sad that he's not in Wayne's World too, because I'm like he was just so. His presence was very funny. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Michael DeLuise. Yes, Michael DeLuise. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're watching Michael DeLuise, which you're not, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Do um, I frighten you? No. Do you want me to? <laughs> that line always got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Can I, I say also your really wife's like, a babe. I also like how they, that the other guy that they pick up who's like completely drunk and, you know, they drive, they drive around with him. The, but I love how the very next day he's at work at yeah. the car place and he's totally sober. But then flash forward to like a few hours later, he's already drunk again yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the recording of their show. Yeah. When, when you grow up thinking you're going to be Wayne and you end up as Phil, that's me lately. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it just, it just, it you just makes that out, line. Man. Again. again. <laughs> it makes it even funnier because it makes, gives you the idea of like, oh, this guy's literally drunk probably. When he says again, he means like every night. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't remember it either because he's like, they had this mega no. beep for lead singer. Unreal. Yeah. Phil, we were there. <laughs> Have you gone mental? Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so we I guess we can we can move on to Wayne's World 2. Okay. Um because we we've spent enough time. It's already fuck it's already been like an hour. This wow. is we had way more to talk about than I thought. This is great. Um but Wayne so okay, so Wayne's World 2 came out the next year. Yeah. Like if you although it was like the beginning of 92 was the first one and then the end of 93 was the second one. And I was I was a sophomore in high school and I was no. Yes, I, yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. And I obviously was looking forward to this movie like crazy. But I remember prior to the movie coming out, they did like an MTV special where they showed a few clips from the movie, and I remember even at that age being like this is doesn't seem quite as funny. <laughs> I don't know what's missing here. So um, so I went with my older brother to see that in the theater. Only saw that one in the theater one time because wow. I left the movie a little bit disappointed because there were there were things that I liked about the movie. And even today, it's grown a lot on me because if you like if you love something so much and they make like another season or another movie of it. Of course, you're going to enjoy it, but putting them right next to each other, it's not just the jokes of Wayne's World 2 that don't land. It's almost like the 
the editing of the movie is a little bit off to where sometimes there's like uncomfortable silence in the movie or I'm like, why, why is who edited this movie? Cause it's like <laughs> there, there are jokes that like need to be followed up very quickly by something else in order to feel funnier. I mean, who am I? I'm not an editor, but I just know what I like, but there are some where it's just, there's so much like space and it moves a little too slow at times mm. that it's, it's a little bit weird to me, but those things have, over the years, that's all fallen away because now I go into the movie and I know what I'm getting and I love it. And it's got all the bits like there are jokes in the second movie, I think, are some of my favorite jokes of both. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite jokes is in Wayne's World, too. And it's so dumb. Always makes me giggle. It's when they're in. They're in the, the the office getting the forms, and you've got the home dude that's got two yeah. different colored eyes. Yeah, and they keep they keep accidentally saying stuff about eyes. I and like stuff. to think I have an eye for details. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so at the very end, Wayne goes, "We'll go through this with a fine tooth comb, cross the cross T's, the T's and, dot and dot the lowercase J's." <laughs> yeah, and I just I always was always like, that. "That's fucking genius." Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, also also it's got the introduction of Del Preston, which you have done a lot of of uh, of, of of whatever you call them's brain. Boom, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hi. <Okay. laughs> All right. <clears throat> I was in a place like this once, Sri Lanka, formerly Ceylon. We were looking for ten thousand brown M and M's to fill a brandy glass. Or Rosie wouldn't go on stage that night. So, Jeff Beck pops his head round the door and mentions there's a little sweet shop on the edge of town. So, we go. And it's closed. So there's me, Keith Moon and David Crosby breaking into this little sweet shop, right? Well, instead of a guard dog, they've got this bloody great big Bengal tiger. I managed to take out the tiger with a can of mace, but the shop owner and his son... That was a different story altogether. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. Nasty business, really. But sure enough, I got the M&Ms and Ozzy went on stage and did a great show. Oh, man, that was that was spot on, <laughs> sir. That's how many... That's how many times I've seen this movie. <laughs> not, not, not only that. You mentioned last time that like, that somehow turns your girlfriend on when you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man. If it works, it works. You know. <laughs> just tell her to just be like, you know, at around the you know hour eight, six minute mark, go just jump to the video and just you know, mm-hmm. if you need if you need a you have some alone time with yourself, just pull up that video. I I forgive. Wayne's World 2 for, you know, some of its shortcomings as a movie compared to the first movie. Yeah. Seeing as, you know, it pretty much guarantees action by the end of its runtime. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it does, it has grown on me a lot over the years, but even now watching it, I'm like, yeah, it definitely is a step down. And it sucks because, you know, I think that from all, for, for, from all accounts, there was a, you know, a disagreement between Penelope Spheris, the director of the first one and Mike Myers. And from what I read, like she assumed that he stopped her from getting the gig. I don't know if that's true or not, obviously, mm. 
But um, the thing that I thought was fascinating when I read about Wayne's World 2 is that the story of Wayne's World 2 wasn't originally what Mike Myers wrote. Hmm. Apparently, he wrote some sort of weird movie where Wayne and Garth decide to start their own country. And I'm just like... <laughs> and apparently what happened was that he based it off like an old movie and and then I guess they had they had started like pre-production for the movie and then realized that he had just lifted a story from something else, <laughs> which that sounds very Mike Myers to be like, look, here's this obscure movie. I'm just going to lift the premise and put it on Wayne and Garth. So they ended up like having him scramble to write something um, new, which ended up being Wayne stock, which. I, I like it because at least it's just not the same movie all over again. Like they yeah. could have, it could have been, you know, they did that a lot back in the day. Like you, they would make a movie and it would be a hit movie. And then the next movie is just the same movie in a different location. <laughs> and so home alone one and two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <for> example. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, but with Wayne's world too, at least it's a different take on the movie. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just more. I think for me, it's just more of a pacing thing, and then some of the jokes don't land quite as much. But it uh, and it's got jokes that like that's the thing that's so fascinating to me about Mike Myers movies, not just Wayne's World, but also Austin Powers, is that they're very popular movies. But fifty years from now, most of the references will make no sense to anybody. <laughs> Because there's already a reference in Wayne's World 2 that, like, nobody fucking gets. And it's from an old commercial. The part where, like, and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. That's, like, an old commercial from, like, I think the 70s or the 80s that even in 1993, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I, I will I will say, though, I, th I feel like that's one of those, like, weird kind of, whoa, what the fuck moments in the movie where, like... I had no context for that commercial and I laughed my ass off as a kid because I was like, ah, there's so many Waynes, you know? Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, there was, yeah. But, but there's, but he always, even in Austin Powers has all these pop culture references for the time that yeah. some things obviously will remain, you know, in the, whatever you call it, in the pop culture mindset of people yeah. because it, it's so it, it, it carries on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that but that's that's one of those things too where like that was you know how how much is that gonna age yeah. you know <laughs> it, you know how well is it gonna is it gonna hold up. But but here's, I, but here's I also, the thing. Oh sorry I was just gonna no, chime yeah. in I was just gonna chime in with that, you know, with with the relevance of this thing. There's a Doja Cat song from like three years ago where she says do I make you horny, baby? As a line in one of her songs. And it's like, I don't know. I think that one's got some staying power. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it absolutely does. I do like that, that Austin Powers has become like the, for a little while, it was like the Halloween costume that you're like, everyone yeah. was doing. And I almost <laughs> feel like they're like, like it, it's now become almost ironic in like a really great way that like everyone should just dress up as Austin Powers and Borat and that should be everybody's yeah. Halloween costumes. <laughs> it's not even scary like anymore. It's just a bunch of goofy goobers walking around. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but anyway, but I do have the uh, Wayne's World 2 soundtrack on cassette. You lucky bastard. That's like the one thing like I don't have yet. I've got and two. Look, it's blue. It's blue. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, yeah. My, 
<laughs> I see weird cassette I like. And then look, look, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a fold out. Oh hello! It's got look. There's Aerosmith. Whoa! And then and then Tia oh, Carrere. I like, I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I also I also have um oh and it's got a Wayne's World hat offer on the inside. Oh dude, is that uh, has it got an expiration date on it? Because I I love looking at those. Like when did it go uh, out of date? Six thirty nineteen ninety four. So four whole years before I was even born. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I also have. And half of them are on my wall, so I can't really show. But I think I told you about this. I, I ordered um, movie, what are they called? Um, lob, lobby cards Yeah. for Wayne's World 2, which is like bizarre that those even exist because lobby cards are like a thing from back in the day before they had trailers. And you would just go to a theater and there would be these different lobby cards showing you different scenes from a movie. And you would look at them and go, oh, I think I'm going to go see that one. Yeah. But they did lobby cards for Wayne's World too, and I've got several of them up on my wall. Awesome. Um, but uh, that's just one of those things where I just I'm so obsessed with like with with collecting things from these movies. But let's let's look at the soundtrack though. Hold yeah. on, I gotta. I don't know if you have it pulled up, but otherwise I've, I've, I gotta put on my glasses. I've got it right here. Um, oh, okay. oh, very nice. <laughs> we're, we're, we both have glasses today. <laughs> well, it's because like because I can't when I have to read like things in small print. I have to wear glasses because it's just it it's a complete blur. Yeah, I mean, but you can you you can do it. If I take my glasses off, I'm fucked. I can't even read the screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I almost wish that my eyesight would get bad enough to where I can just have my glasses on all the time. But it's not that bad. So, yeah, uh, it's. Yeah, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's, 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 let's run down the Wayne's World 2 soundtrack, which is not as good, but has its moments. Yeah, it definitely took a more um, 70s classic rock kind of approach than the first And so did movie. the movie, though. Was, were there any contemporary songs in Wayne's World 2? Uh, there was Aerosmith, but well, that the, was it. The ones that were are much more in, like, the alternative thing than like even heavy like you've got yeah. uh, I- idiot summer by gin blossoms um, Oh, okay let's go through know, let's go through it okay. in order yeah okay so there's a stylistic shift um we've got track one is louis louis but uh a version by robert plant um do oh. we have a different different running order no we, we don't oh okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna go along with you just just in case Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have "Dude Looks Like a Lady" by Aerosmith. Um, Classic. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we got "Idiot Summer" by Gin Bo- Gin Blossoms, which like I like the song, and I like Gin Blossoms. But when sure. I think when I think of Wayne's World, that's not the type of music I associate with the dudes. I'd I'd expect yeah. you know you know, the hard rock, heavy metal kind of thing, which is, you know, even the alternative stuff in Wayne's World 1 was stuff like Soundgarden. And, you know, if you want to argue, Ugly Kid Joe which had is, some traits. Yeah, which is weird, though, because, like, this was 1993, so it's not like it's not like rock music was out already. No, there was still no. plenty of, like, heavy rock music that was still popular. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, you get Superstar, uh, Super fan, a collective including Chrissy Hind on vocals and musicians from Urge Overkill. Um, oh, all right. I love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. 
tune. Mm-hmm. Absolute tune. Um, yeah. Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. Now, I, I really great, like that song. See, it's a great song, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, is that stylistically what I think of when I think Wayne's World? No, but nah. it's but it's prominently in the movie, so it does bring up an uh, a, you know yeah. an image in your mind of a part of the movie. It is really weird though that there's a, a song that I thoroughly enjoy that does have a part where they go gonna have a friend in Jesus. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that doesn't that's like not, not normally in my wheel, wheelhouse at all. I'm not a Jesus man. I just look like him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not so, really because he's not white. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Take that establishment. Um, <laughs> well, he's, he wouldn't have been if you, no, if you if just. Yeah. If you, you'd have to be an idiot to think that he was a white dude. Oh, Lord, if I Sorry, I, know, I feel like I offended like <laughs> a million people. I could do with it. <laughs> They've had the floor for a long time. Uh, anyway, that's, like that's true. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, what do we got? We got out there. Uh, by Dinosaur Jr. This is this is now side two of the cassette that we're on now. Yes. Um, again, you know, it's in. It's much more in like the alternative, softer kind of rock uh, vein. But Dinosaur Jr. is heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm talking compared to what the characters of Wayne and Garth. I would I would think. You know. Yeah. You're um, right. You know, Mary's house for non blondes. Again, it's it's that thing of oh, what <laughs> you know. Again, I like songs by Four Non Blondes, but again, this is this feels this album ironically feels more dated than the first movie because it's very yeah, much yeah, you're right. You know, it's a very much a, a like looking at this soundtrack. I know when this came out, whereas yeah. the first movie, it's like oh well, that makes sense because that's just good world building. Um, Radar Love, Golden Earring. Yeah. Now this, this. That song fucking yeah. rules, man. Yeah. Which, you know, that's another song that gets covered a lot. I mean, White Lion did one. White which, Lion did? Yeah. Uh, who, who, there was somebody else recently that I heard a Radar, Radar Love cover. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah, either, either way, it's a badass fucking song. Um, yes. Can't Get Enough, Bad Company. I do like this song, and yeah. you know, I'll, I'm jealous of uh, Christopher Walken. That uh, <laughs> you know, you got to dance with Tia Carrera you want, like that. You want me to say what? Like, yeah. like I don't, I get, don't it. get it. That is the worst Christopher Walken ever. <laughs> that's my. That's oh, my, one my. Another another one of my favorite parts: the old man fashioning a kayak out of a log. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? it what was the thing I'm trying to think of? Like my f- my friend used to do a really good Christopher Walken impression, but like he'd just do like one word sentences. He's like, "I'm not doing the Christopher Walken impression. Go on, do it. I'm not doing it. Go on, do it. No." That is good. How just, is the, how that's how that's how unique your uh, voice is if you can do one word and somebody knows what celebrity yeah. you're doing an impression of. <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken. I'm just gonna keep on Christopher Tolkien. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, what, what have we got here else? What, what what else have we got here? Sorry, I I tripped next, over there. Next uh, up is Frankenstein. 
Every time Edgar Winter, every time the movie starts up, this this one, I grab a beer, and I just fucking headbang until the whoa! Because you know you you have to usher in this movie with a ritual. I love how they begin the movie with the weird middle part with like that yeah. sort of thing because I'm like that as uh, just like the 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 movie fan in me I'm all like I love it when music is used in an interesting way to bring you into a movie and I'm like that's great that's a yeah good on them for whoever edited that part hell yeah it works really well as well with the stars and the Paramount thing yeah yeah you're right that is that is clever. Um, Shut Up and Dance by Aerosmith. Oh, Shut, Shut Up, up and, dance. and Dance. I, li- I like that. That's from, uh, that's on, it's on Get a Grip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a and, good song. And you, you get YMCA on, uh, as an uncredited hidden track on some releases. Uh, yeah, which is, which is like, it's not listed on mine. And then they included a sticker to let you know that YMCA is on here. Because I think it was a mistake. Yeah, that it was left oh, off. Oh, really? So yeah. Ah. So I do have I do have a tape that has an extra sticker that says it's got a, also it's got contains a, YMCA. It's got an oopsie poopsie sticker on it. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, you know, this is one of those things that if people gave a shit about this soundtrack, this would be worth a lot of money. Now here's <laughs> here's the thing, right? Now we're not the only people that think this because uh, professional ratings here we have some review scores for the soundtracks. Wayne's World, music from the motion picture, got four and a half stars from all music. Wayne's okay. World 2 got three stars from all music. And I Which is I, which is kind of in line with the actual ratings for the movie, if you go look at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um I love both. I I have yeah. come to accept that I like one slightly more than two. But which, even if Oh, okay. You, if, 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 you know, if I'm being harsh, I still think Wayne's World 2 is like a 9 out of 10 for me. Just solely based on its, you know, it's part two of my favorite movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's it's great. It's just, but it, I mean, it was a, a disappointment at the time, but it did. There are a lot of movies from back in the day that I was looking forward to because of another movie and they weren't quite what I wanted that yeah. as the years have gone by, that's just completely melted away. And it's, and it's because, and I, I guess, you know, it's just, it is that thing where it's like, well, if you, you either have this movie or you don't have it, I'm like, Oh, well, no, no, I'll keep that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's plenty, you know, there's plenty other things in this world, you know, if you gun to my head, I'd get rid of sooner. Um, so, but sometimes, sometimes I think that it's important just to enjoy yourself and not be so critical about yeah. shit. Like there's, yeah. like there's a, I don't know. Very, very recently, there's a, there's a, a sitcom that came out on Netflix called Blockbuster. Have you heard about it? No, actually. And um, it's it's a show. It's like the people who did. There's a show called Superstore. Another show that's called Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it's like the yeah. writers of those two shows. It's kind of a. They're trying to make a combination of those two shows, and it's not very good mm. at all. To the point where it's getting a lot of a backlash of like, "Oh, this is fucking awful." But 
what I found, I haven't gone through the whole season yet. It's like 10 episodes. I think I've watched eight. Once I resigned myself to the fact that, okay, this is not anywhere near as good as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is one of my favorite like comedy shows, I think, ever. It's fucking mm. amazing. And then Superstore was very enjoyable as well. But once I once I was like, okay, I'm going into this next episode being like, this show isn't very good. Let me just like enjoy myself watching this because it is it isn't boring and some mm. of the jokes are bad. But once I did that, I'm like, I could do with more of this show. And so it's like that's something to be said about some, you don't hmm. some things don't need the the big critical eye on them because that's not what they're made for. And I don't think either Wayne's World movie was made for that kind of experience. You know, it's they're not going to show Wayne's World in a in a, a movie uh, a movie making class in college or some shit, you know, because it's I mean, maybe they, they should. They should. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's not made for things like that. And so I think that that's what's that's what happened with Wayne's World, too, for me, is that I kind of just like I let go and I let God, you know, and then, yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah. the movie. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But and, and, and you know what? Good. Uh, I. You say what you need to say because I kind of preempted, like I had something to say, but I actually, I actually didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was actually going to moving on because we're, at, I mean, we're at an hour and a half now, and we've talked about both movies. But I feel it, it almost feels like with these movies, there's so much to to talk about and so many parts to talk about that yeah. I feel like this could be a series of episodes. <laughs> 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 but I feel like we ended up to, we end up talking about parts of the movies in our episodes anyway. And um, do you know what one thing that last night when I went when I was watching a little bit of my McDonald's VHS of Wayne's World, I there was a point there's that there's that point in the movie where they're first meeting with Benjamin in the restaurant about them, you know, signing the contracts for, for Wayne's World. And it's like that part where like Wayne is all like, you know, it sounds like you're saying we're going to get paid for doing Wayne's World. And for some reason in my brain. I, it, my, my thought immediately went to, wait, like cranked and ranked is like Wayne's world. Like yeah. <laughs> we're essentially just doing this for free. Two dudes that just like hanging out and talking together. And like, wouldn't that be nice if some big wig from a network came around and said, just yeah. sign here. And I, I'd be like, yeah, you want to do a shitty theme song for my show? You want to have a big neon <laughs> sign? You want to like. <laughs> Have an announcer that goes, and now cranked and ranked, featuring Freddie Sparks. <laughs> um, it's time be to like, party. So it's like you know the 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 whole point of the movie is that like there's you know there's are they selling out? But like my thoughts, I'm like, man, I would love it. I would I'd sign that shit right away, and we you you and I become stars. Yeah, there, that would be a. So we are what kind really of like love. cranked and ranked is kind of like Wayne's World. Yeah, it's like. I've I've reached a point in my life now where every time I see the opening of Wayne's World 2, I re mm -hmm. I have consistently related to it more and more each time since the age of 10, right? Now I'm an adult, everybody's hassling me to do something with my life, <laughs> you know. Um and it's like it's slowly becoming more and more where it's like, damn, like you do feel the pressure of, of the world being like, it's in your hands now. What do you want to do with it? And it's like, uh, 
I miss having lecturers tell me where to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, I, that, it was rough for me. Like, I don't I've said it I mean, probably a lot of times. I don't feel like I was actually mature enough to to direct where my life was going in a competent manner until I was 30. And so, you know, and even then, like, you know, I was still kind of like, I don't fucking know. And you so, did a like, Mick Mars. I, I get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of that, Mick Mars no longer no longer doing shit with Motley Crue. That's kind of a I mean, it's, I, it makes me happy because I'm just like, yeah, dude, let the motherfucker rest. Let yeah. Mick Mars live out the rest of his life just enjoying himself. He doesn't need to be trotted out on stage. And I, cause I know he doesn't want to do it. I mean, it's a nice paycheck for sure, but anyway, sorry, that was it. It's a a tangent, like not like not like we're we're opposed to tangents because clearly that's the entire show. But um, and that's what CNR sidebar is. It's literally an hour and a half long tangent. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, Well, I I guess I mean, do you have anything that you know to add for the end here? Because we've we've discussed we've gone to a lot a lot of different places with this episode. Hold up. We don't want to end the podcast like this. <laughs> Let's do the mega happy ending. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Let's do the mega meh ending. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. To, to the guest genes girl, Claudia Schiffer, <laughs> we salute you. Showing. <laughs> Until um, next time, party on, Garth. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Craig the Rang, Craig the Rang. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll wrap this up because, but yeah, there is there is a lot to talk about with these movies. But it's uh, yeah, like I said before, we will be mentioning Wayne's World one and two forever as long as we're doing cranked and ranked. You're gonna get little sprinkles of Wayne and Garth in there. And, uh, and I would be very happy if they did another movie a la like what they did with Bill and Ted, which eventually once you're able to watch that Bill and Ted movie, we'll do an episode on those because I, I, I'm not going to let you know how I feel about that movie because I want to have a discussion. Yes. But the, the thing that I do like that they're doing with movies now is they're not, it, they're not like, well, we got to reboot this. I'm like, no, no, no. They're characters we love. Everybody gets older. Let's have older versions of those characters. Do so that. it's like I realize yeah. that, that that Mike Myers and Dana Carvey will look funny in those costumes. I mean, very recently they did like a commercial or something, and I'm like, oh, man, they look old. <laughs> <laughs> but they could literally make a movie that's appropriate for that and make it really funny. And so I'm just like... Maybe they'll do that. I, I haven't heard anything about him doing it. I've I've heard I've heard that he may be working on another Austin Powers at some point. But you know what? That I feel like the next project for Wayne's World has been sitting under our nose the entire time. Oh, what if Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, do like a fucking podcast in character? Like Wayne's World radio show, that would be okay. I feel like that could work. Like you know, I mean, if I they would, have, I would enjoy it, but not yeah. as much as a movie. But yeah, 
I, I feel like, though, it would be a very achievable and regular thing. And I think it could go down quite well, like the, the Wayne's World podcast or some shit. Like, if you, if, if, if I'm you guys sure there's, use that idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, sure there's, I'm pretty sure there's like a Ron Burgundy podcast where Will Ferrell <laughs> does it in character. Really? I'm, yeah. Hang on, wait. Let, let me look that up real quick. Uh, Ron. I'm, I mean, I, I never heard about that, but that's, you know, Ron Burgundy. that would be funny. Ron Burgundy podcast. Yeah, there's a Ron Burgundy podcast where uh, it's Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. It's Will Ferrell. Yeah, he reprises his role as Ron Burgundy in the world famous Ron Burgundy podcast. Each episode has a different theme in which Ron engages in a conversation with another notable person. And uh, yeah, I did not know about that, but I got to check that out now. Is that <laughs> is that new? Relatively new? Uh, I I think I just found out about it the other day. Funnily enough, let's let's have a look when this. That's the beautiful thing about the internet today is you'll discover something that's brand new to you that turns out it's eight years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or more. Uh, oldest to newest. Oh, it! holy shit. It's been going since 2019. That wow. makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, I got to check that out. But yeah, the Wayne's World thing would be, would be cool, but I would, I would prefer a movie. Yeah. Or a fucking, or a series of some sort. Cause it's like television That'd series cool. have gotten so Movie much level better these days. Yeah. Like some of my favorite shit is, is, has been TV shows and not necessarily movies anymore. And I think it's because you have more space to tell a story and to like get acquainted with characters. And I, I like that. Sometimes things are way too long, like yeah. something that should be six episodes is 10 episodes. Um, but sometimes when they nail it, when they nail something like that, it's, uh, it's better than any movie in my opinion. But you know, once again, there's, people that love movies and um I, I do i love a lot of movies but they're all from the similar time period as wayne's world <laughs> most, of my, most <laughs> yeah. of my favorites are from the late 80s or early 90s but um i'm sure eventually we'll hit on some other ones on another um episode of cnr sidebar but that's all that's we don't need to, to keep you guys here anymore we appreciate it the peanut butter platypuses uh, of the world and um I'm excited now because Eddie's getting a guitar. Um, but uh, for those in the podcast world, but you're all peanut butter platypuses. And uh, we thank you for watching CNR Sidebar. We'll be back next week with another ranking of another band or artist. And um, no, no hints beyond that because it's going to be fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is the end of the episode. And I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep talking because he's tuning his guitar and the last thing we would want is for the ending of the the episode to be out of tune um how are we how are we looking we in standard standard tuning there uh wait one sec okay slightly Ooh. poorly tuned but and also what key is that in <laughs> it's, it's, it's missing a string and this this is my guitar <laughs> This is the I have I have two guitars. This is the one that is in desperate need of some care. Um, it looks cool. Yeah, I see blue Dean ML. With, oh, with it's got a crank and rank sticker on it that you it, guys can order when you if you go to my YouTube channel and go to my store and you can get a mug that looks like this. You can't see it on the podcast side, but you can go order things anyway. All right, that that enough bullshit. Let's get let's get to the part that everyone always waits for, and that is the ending of the episode. And I throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. What one one more bullshit? Uh, it, just real quick. While it's on my mind, I started playing the intro to a crab song. 
Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> Stay out! <laughs> I was kidding. Come back. This is great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Fuck you, I'll skate to the beach. To the beach. <laughs> and it'll look better getting there. Alright, okay. once again, we'll re- redo this. Take two, ladies and gentlemen. I'm throwing it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out. Crank the rags, crank the rags, party time, later, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. All right, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go get some Stan Makita's donuts. Hell yeah. I never did a crazy thing in my life until that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh.